right, today, hey guys, listen, today we're going to do a lesson that's a little bit different. We're going to go off the trail a little bit from Revelation, because I think it's really important to go over this during this time of the year. Um, during this time of the year, we're into October now, so you've been in the school year for quite some time. You're starting to learn some of your friends, some people that maybe don't like as much. You know, you're starting to learn your teachers, things like that. And um, you're also kind of finding out, you know, at this stage of your life, who you really are. You're finding out, you know, what kind of person am I going to be? You know, what kind of things am I going to go into? What kind of things am I going to get involved in? Who am I going to hang around with? So there's a lot of decisions you guys are going to make in middle school or high school. And a lot of these decisions will have major impacts on the rest of your life. And so it can be a very anxious time. But it can also be a very exciting time because everything's kind of new and everything's kind of fresh. What we're going to talk about, though, tonight is... Who really are you, though? If, if somebody was to sum up your life in, in a few words or a few sentences, what would somebody say about you? And one of the things I've heard somebody say before, and this is an interesting thought, that if you were to die today, and I know it's kind of crazy to think about, but if you were to die today at your funeral, what would people come up and say about you? Because how you're defined by, by other people, um, a lot of times can give you an, an idea of, what kind of person are you, are you putting off to people? What kind of character do you have? But more so uh, than just well, how you're defined by people, because people are still flawed, people are still sinful, most importantly is how you're defined by God. Because, you know, at your funeral, obviously you want people to say nice things about you. You hope you want them to leave a lasting legacy, a good impact. You want to do things that are beneficial, that leave a mark on the world. But at the same time, that stuff, although it matters, it pales in comparison to when you get to heaven one day, what does God think about you? Because on judgment day, we all stand in front of God and have to answer for our actions and the way we've lived our life. How is God going to sum up your life? You know, we've all made mistakes. We've all been sinners. And, 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 we, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But is that how your life is defined? Or have you been saved? Have you turned your life around? Have you given your life to Christ? Are you doing things for him? Are you helping others? Are you spreading the gospel? You know, are you giving back to the church? And how would Jesus sum up your life? So what you guys think about that, if you were to die today, how would people define your life? And how would God define your life? Um, and if it's not how you want it to be defined, what are you going to do to start changing that today? So I want to read you guys a passage here. It's really uh, impactful. It's in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. I want you guys to pay attention to this. This is a pretty powerful passage. We're going to some Uh, so Luke chapter 6, it starts here, like I said, in verse 45. And it says, The good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of the evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. I want you guys to think about that phrase tonight. Out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth speaks. Here's what, I'm, here's, here's what that means. Whenever or whoever rules your heart will define your life. Okay? Here's what I mean by that. If Video games, sports, music, band, whatever it is, anything earthly, 
If that is what rules your heart, if that is what your number one desire is in life, you can also kind of sum this up as your number one desire, you know, reason for living. If that's what that is, then everything else will take a back seat to that. <clears throat> whatever the number one desire of your heart is, whatever gets you going in, in the morning, whatever gets you fired up for the week, whatever your passion, your motivation is, whoever, whatever rules your heart, will end up defining your life. Because everything else will take a back seat to that event or to that, to that activity or to that person. A lot of times this can be relationships, boyfriend and girlfriend, <clears throat> especially in high school, middle school, you get really attached and clinged on to somebody that you like, and all of a sudden, you neglect your friends, you neglect your sports, <clears throat> you stop going to church, and they don't go to church, and you basically put everything aside to be with that person. And so that person basically defines who you are, and that's not a good thing. In addition to that, think about sports, <clears throat> or music, or band. Think about like a sports activity or a club. Those things are good in and of itself. I played sports most of my life. A lot of people do band, and it's very successful and good for them. Uh, but if you make that your number one priority in life to where everything else, your family, your friends, your church, your relationships, everything else is to take the back seat to that activity or that sport, then that sport is what's going to define your life. And in the end, it's really not going to be worth it. Because one day that sport's not going to be here. One day band's not going to be here. One day your activities aren't going to be here. And if that's the number one desire of your heart, when you get to heaven one day, and Jesus says, what sums you up is you're a good band player. That's not really going to look too good in heaven. That's not really going to get you, get you uh, some kind of rewards in heaven. And so I want you guys to think about this here. In addition, what's in the inside? What's in the inside will always eventually come out. And here's what I mean by that. All of us have temptations that we deal with. All of us have struggles. And if you're living a life that's contrary to the Bible, maybe you're doing it in secret, maybe you're doing it behind closed doors, maybe you're doing it through social media, but if you're saying things you shouldn't say, you're doing things you shouldn't do, eventually it's going to come out. And most of the time when it comes out, it's going to end up being a whole lot worse and what it would have been if you realize you're wrong, you repent, you turn back to God right away. The longer you continue to live in sin, especially the longer you continue to live in secret sin, the worse and worse things will become until you finally give that over to God and let that go and repent from it. Because it will eat you from the inside out. And that's how the devil works. He wants you to do things contrary to God's word. He wants you to think about things. He wants you to look up things. He wants you to watch things. He wants you to say things that are contrary to God's word. And because the, the more you can plant those kind of seeds into your life, and the more you let those stay there and grow and grow, eventually you'll start looking more like Satan than you will like God. Because what's in the inside begins to corrupt and corrode everything else, and your life begins to look like this. So I want you guys to think about something here in your lives today. Your words and your actions... Do they look more like Christ, or do they look more like Satan? And, and maybe they're in between somewhere. And really only you and God can answer that, because I only see you guys for a little bit of the week. You know, so at school, what do you say to people? You know, are you, are, you, are you respectful of your teachers? Are you looking up stuff you shouldn't look up? Are you 
certain things you shouldn't search, or you root to people, or you bully people. You know, again, only you guys can really answer this. Kind of, I don't know all these things in your life. But if you're living a way that's contrary to God's word, especially if people know you're a Christian, they're never going to want to come to church, and they're never going to want to give their life to Christ because the way you live looks no different than the world. If the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, though, and God is your number one reason for living, again, you can do all the other things, but you put God above everything else, and you really try to live for Him, and then that will overflow. And that's what I was talking about in this Luke passage. If God is really buried in your heart, He's going to overflow into all that you do. So when you're at band practice, when you're at sports, when you're at school, you're going to live and act in a way that honors and glorifies God and points people to Him. So that means you're not going to be cursing at people. You're not going to be saying perverted things. You're not going to be, you know, downgrading people. Instead of speaking all these perverted and evil things to people, you're going to be speaking life to people. You're going to be lifting people up. You're going to encourage one another. You're going to support one another. And when people see you, they're going to be they're going to be drawn to you, not because of you have some kind of funny jokes or you're popular in this sport. They're going to be drawn to you because there's something different about the way you carry yourself and the way that you live. And because being around you makes them feel better about themselves. Because when they're around you, they feel empowered, they feel encouraged, they feel loved, they feel cared for. Um, and, and, they, and when you're like that, people are drawn to you. And then you can point them back to Christ. But again, I want you guys to think about who really are you? And I want you guys to really think about that tonight. If you were to die today, how would people define your life? And ultimately, how is God going to define your life? And if you're not satisfied with one or both of those things, what do you need to change to start being a person that God is really proud of and that you make a true, positive impact on the lives of those around you? Because I hope that all of you guys, when, you, when the Lord finally calls you home, that the legacy you leave behind last long beyond your years here. And I would hope that when, you, when God calls you home and you get to heaven, that God's going to say, well done, I've been a faithful servant. Yeah, you hit some bumps along the road, you messed up like everybody else did, but overall, you really loved me. And here's, here's the reward, welcome to my kingdom. But again, only you and God can truly answer that. The thing about today is, who really are you? What's in the inside? Because who you are and what's in the inside will define your life and eventually come out whether you want it to or not. So let me pray for us and we'll, we'll kind of close here. Lord, thank you so much just for showing us, God, in Luke. Whatever we store up, whatever we're taking in, and a lot of times we take in things by uh, watching them, by listening to them, uh, looking at things, God. And God, I ask that we take in things that are holy and pleasing to you. There are things we shouldn't watch or listen to, and we know that's not going to lead us closer to you, it's going to lead us farther away, that we don't listen to them. We don't watch those things. And we surround ourselves with people that are going to also pour into us for you. There will be good godly influences, influences God. I'm going to ask as we go through school, we go through our clubs and our sports, we go through life, God, that we truly are people that look different, and not just different to be different, we look different for you. That the way we carry ourselves, we have a peace and a joy and just a love about us that the world doesn't have. And that people are drawn to us because of that, and we can point them back to you. And I ask God that when people will see us, they see you. And then we pray. Alrighty, guys, so what we're going to do...